0: This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, save, as well as invest. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances, with your people. And if you ask me, DJ Them Jeans, that's money. So in the spirit of things that are so fucking money, here's how Chris Black stays connected with his people. I
1: love staying connected to my motherfucking people, Jason. And just last week uh, in New York City, I was at um, Hotspot Corner Bar at the Nine Orchard Hotel and um, the check trying to get a res there. I know it's tough. Let me know next time. And I was, you know, I was, uh, I was trying to split the check with my homies. Awkward, very awkward. Somehow, when the machine came around, someone paid twice. Jason,
0: and they probably didn't even get cocktails. They
1: exactly. And it, it, for once in my life, it wasn't me. But what do you think we did to remedy this situation?
0: Well, I mean, they have a bunch of apps that people use for splitting the bill and stuff like that. But we all know we can't really do that because it's, uh, it's bad. So, I mean, hopefully you use Cash App for that.
1: I told my friend who was hungover and already doing coke to bang my Cash App, and uh, he was able to uh, reimburse me for my double payment. And um, I felt pretty good about it, and the money came immediately, so I was able I was able to take an uber black home.
0: Whether you're sharing a perfect day in an uber black XL Lux with friends, sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, gifting, the number one finance app in the App Store is Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store, Google Play Store today, add your cash tag to the 80 million appers, and counting.
1: Uh, All right, Jason, we're back in L.A. It feels good. Uh, What's going on over there in Glendale?
0: I just finished doing my calisthenics. I'm I'm drinking Gatorade for some reason. My body's craving Gatorade. Does that ever happen to you, Chris?
1: Uh, my body does crave Gatorade. Actually, it's such a we 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 went through a phase drinking it. I think last summer or two summers ago. But it, it just it's mm-hmm. really nostalgic for me because my dad was a big Gatorade guy.
0: He probably still has stock in the company, right? <sighs> I wish. You think I'd be uh, you think <laughs> you think I'd be where I am now if my dad had Gatorade stock, bro? I mean, that's a quadruple IPO at this point.
1: At this point, but yeah, I do crave it from time to time. Do you think your body is just needing those electrolytes from all this uh, traveling and partying you've been doing?
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm so so bloody stoked to be back home, not drinking eleven martinis a day, mm-hmm. only mm. just kind of powerfully consuming edible marijuana and just mm-hmm. you know cleaning the house, no stretching, taking the trash out. It feels good to be home, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm not feeling my best either, but luckily I was able to sneak out this morning after my business of fashion panel to hit next health and get a b12 shot in my ass
0: so is that why you sound so fucking beast mode right now
1: that is why and i haven't even worked out today because of my busy schedule i've i've had to move my pilates to 4 p.m jason so
0: so i'm assuming that since you weren't able to get a pump in before your business of fashion round table uh uh, for for members only you probably (laughs) weren't firing from all cylinders i'm assuming right
1: that's what you would think jason but luckily thanks to adrenaline uh caffeine and a nice shower I was feeling mm-hmm. better than I should have been considering the situation. Cause I was, I didn't stay up late last night. The Emmys were luckily over by like, you know, eight or nine,
0: mm-hmm. oh, you wow. know, PM in and out. Sounds like your birthday party. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, because I was wondering, like the, the men's. Fashion market is so hot. You kind of don't That's even right. need coffee. It's you know like you wake no, up every day invigorated, yeah, I'm just, and kind of ready to tackle. Yeah, I don't.
1: I hate when I burn my hand on the men's fashion market. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't. I mean
0: the the men's fashion market has been so sizzling hot for the last number of months my pour over machine there's cobwebs
1: i know i know it was a, it was a it was a fun little chit chat um and uh i was happy to do it for members only of course but there was like 200 people watching mm. so i i didn't i just didn't know how that stuff worked it's like I a doja
0: like cat live bro damn this zoom shit is Big over dog number
1: over i thought but apparently not because you know I, I saw this morning on page six bill Hader. Uh, getting a lot of positive press for being the only person at the Emmys wearing a mask. Okay.
0: I saw that. He's, he's a hero. I mean, hopefully he had COVID himself and that was the only reason why he was wearing that
1: mask. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking myself. But who knows? I mean, he's, you know, he's a, he, he could have many things. Uh, maybe he was just trying to hide his face. Uh, I think that's.
0: Why would he hide his face?
1: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't love the cameras. I don't know. He doesn't seem like a guy who like loves being famous.
0: He's he's behind the camera kind of guy. I mean, the the type of people that like Bill Hader probably probably got erect knowing that he was wearing a mask at the Emmys. You know? Yeah, yeah, we know exactly who. Yeah, if you like hater
1: if you like Bill, if you like Bill Hader, we know you're walking your dog uh, <laughs> right now in Cobble Hill. So thanks for listening to this. If you, uh, you ever rubbed
0: one out to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> that mask that mask is like Spanish fly
1: that mask works for you um, but yeah we did celebrate um, my birthday on Sunday night at uh, Gigi's in Hollywood what a, what a great party thanks Jason do you want to kind of break it down I was obviously blacked out uh, not not from alcohol but from excitement and of course socializing I realized I didn't have a single glass of water Oh, uh or a cigarette the entire night i just completely powered through
0: stress case
1: i know i know
0: <laughs> i like i like that your version of powering through is is not drinking water at a bar where the water's free
1: well i mean it was an odd situation for me as a guy who loves to hydrate and and you know i um
0: did you kind of think it was funny that nobody decided to give you like a, a parody gallon of water and that's sort of what you're depending on sipping on for the rest of the evening
1: i will say i wanted a few more gifts i was a little i was surprised that more people came in empty handed something i would never do um but at the same time uh you know that that uh maybe that's my own fault you know for not kind of putting my 40th birthday registry on the invite
0: yeah i think um yeah what do you do how do you get people to give gifts do you you, you can't put on the invite gifts welcome gifts gifts <laughs> characters welcome <laughs> gifts welcome presence right? encourage no, i mean you, what you, you, can't. you because if you set up a gift table at your party, it's already too late by the time no, they exactly, show up. Exactly. You know, I mean, I just think that
1: forty is a big year. Um, but I did get one gift that I would like to shout out that was extremely funny.
0: Is it? Is it the gift of music? No, that's not. I'm still from DJ Them Jeans. A value that you can't really put a price on, but if you can, right now it's around seventy five hundred.
1: I will say, you sitting down in a chair and playing music that I picked out, uh, for <laughs> over two hours is a gift in itself. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I paid for all your drinks, so I think it maybe evens out at a certain point. <laughs> um, but the uh, no friend of the show, Decatur, Dan. I, I handle the tip. Don't worry, Chris. Friend of the show. No, you didn't. Friend of the show, Decatur, Dan, <laughs> uh, showed up with a Dior shopping bag, and Dan is known as a lavish gift giver. So I was like, oh, did Dan get me some some Kim Jones Dior small leather good as maybe a nice gift? You know, we've been friends for a long time. I, mm-hmm. I opened the, the, um, the package and it's just a stack as tall as you know. It's like I can barely hold it in my hand of Whole Foods. It was a brick of Whole Foods gift cards, and then there's a receipt included. And it said, and it was just in case. he had spent two hundred and fifty dollars on Whole Foods gift cards, but it was in increments of $5.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So now I I like the gift. I appreciate it, but it's also a prank because now I have to look like a loser and give you know, if I'm spending $50 (laughs) at Whole Foods, I got to carry in 25. You're going to be looking
0: like a coin star-ass bitch at Whole Foods peeling (laughs) off fives.
1: Exactly. So Dan treats Whole Foods like a strip club. No surprise to any of us.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you could kind of wing one of those over at Tootsie's or Magic City and someone would be like, you know what, this is great. I was thinking about getting a California roll for my lunch break. Uh, hit me with two more of those, and I'll get a coconut water.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to be peeling them off. It's it's my it's my two dollar bill now going out. But that was the best gift so far. <laughs> That's for you, sweetheart. Except the gift of friendship, of course. All the all the all the friends and family in Los Angeles did attend. Um, John Mayer told Bj it was a little too late for him. Nine o'clock on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I believe him uh, for now um but uh it was a it, it was it was a good party and mikey uh who also manned the ones and twos was dressed like a combination of um like david beckham and brad pitt from the 90s and i do you think it worked because I, I the goatee is a bit far for me but i do think it worked
0: i think it works i was talking to al from GG. shout out to al thank you for hosting that party being a great guy he made some one-of-one one merch for us as well that's Just spectacular. And also thanks to unbelievable to Dart um, and Michael David over there for for the sound gear. Thank you guys again. If you need to rent some gear in LA, Dart. Yeah. I'm sorry to the, I'm
1: sorry to the Dart family that we blew those speakers listening to my bloody Valentine. Um, (laughs) Jason will take care of you on the back end for that.
0: Oh, yeah. So I was talking to Al and he, he, Mikey loaded in, he helped load in the gear while we were out of town. And so it's a bunch of kind of like duffel bags full of wires and cables and Uh speakers and, and you know, Pelican cases with DJ boot, you know, and he sees Mikey walking towards him (laughs) and he's like this. I feel like I'm this is an active shooter. He's got his, you know, his sniper rifle. He's going to go on the roof and he's going to start picking off civilians. Uh, And I think that's sort of the look that Mikey's going for. It is a tough look to pull off. You know, there are people who find active shooters hot and sexy, Uh you know, the same people that want, you know, marry Charles Manson in jail and stuff like that. So it's a niche market. But if you can pull it off. I can only imagine the plunge is stupendous.
1: No, no, I'm sure the payoff is gigantic. But yeah, it was oh, a yeah. good party. It was a good party. I feel like I got hit by a truck still after our back to backs. Yeah, it does feel great to be back in LA. It's like a warm hug, uh, and that's not it, it. It does, though. Unfortunately, feel like Florida outside. It's it's like humid, which is it was rare. A
0: tropical storm kind of circling the Southland, which is it gave us some great uh magic hour sunsets
1: that's i know I, there were some beautiful sunsets um and i'm i'm thanking god every day for that jason praise them man praise praise them but yeah it's it's nice to be back in the saddle
0: yeah and we have uh we have our tickets for our live shows up right now mm-hmm. we have two shows in la two in new york mm-hmm. special guests abound to be announced we're gonna have mm-hmm. some heavy hitters we already have some more brand sponsors you know oprah style yeah <laughs> gifts underneath the seats uh-huh. you know it's going to be it's going to be a great value and if you work in creative marketing it will be a write-off
1: yeah of course yeah, yeah, well. yeah for all so my-
0: dig deep buy tickets for the whole family for the whole office
1: dig deep i think this time around we should pass around the offering plate uh baptist church style mm-hmm. um <laughs> i just i just feel like we're not fully capitalizing merch is fun you know what i mean but i want i want to do an ir that's irl patreon
0: what's well what's the difference between patreon and just passing around a a cardboard box for people to put money in? Um, I
1: think we could actually, we could probably go to a church supply store and kind of get our own plates made.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Which could That's be a, nice a which is
1: an investment in our future, but also kind of a nice thing to do just so people feel like they're not giving money to the homeless, but they're giving money to kind of two guys that are looking to profit
0: it's kind of it's it's a little busking it's a little Uh religion we need the religion element in in order to sort of get that tax break that's that's right yeah so you know we'll invent some type of app that's like patreon but for religious busking religious busking
1: is a very cool that's an emerging genre that we need to keep an eye on
0: yeah this idea was
1: birthed at donda studios (laughs) yeah this feels very donda uh (laughs) i saw i saw a, a classic vintage instagram account post today uh, you know, Kanye West wearing a debadged Carhartt hoodie from their archive yesterday at Vogue World. Mm. And I'm just like, damn, bro, this guy was wearing a fucking. Carhartt sweatshirt underneath a jacket, but you guys still find a way to claim it. And I appreciate that because you got to get the clout however you can. You know what I mean?
0: Are you sad that you missed Vogue World? I am.
1: I, I honestly am. I did stream it and it was lit actually. Um, and I was, I'm a little upset that Oscar the Grouch made a cameo before he came on How Long Gone. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> I didn't know that. I love Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. I don't know why. I just think he obviously we have similar personalities i mean it
0: makes perfect sense it is kind of sitting right there but i think this is the first i've heard of it i know i know you're a a muppet head but i didn't know you you kind of swung grouchy when it cut to oscar because
1: look watching carly claus vogue with her arms is tough for me Um, but watching <laughs> watching Oscar the Grouch enjoy himself as supermodels of yore walk by—that's
0: entertainment. You like seeing Oscar on Chubb because he got to kind of see it and see. Yeah, he got, bro, you know, Oscar. I've, I've seen these ladies, but I've never smelled them. Is kind of what Oscar was thinking. Do
1: you think Oscar Oscar the Grouch might have gotten him? He might have smashed Amber Valletta last night. We don't know. I didn't see who Elena Christensen left with, so she could have left with Oscar. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, you know what? Fuck it, Jason. We have a guest today. Um, friend of the show, uh the front man and uh songwriter of the band the nineteen seventy five, the new album Being Funny in a Foreign Language is coming out soon. Um and uh, I believe he's in London, so it's nice and dark there. Uh perfect time for a little chit chat before bed. <laughs> uh let's give let's give Maddie a, a jingle.
2: George and Charlie put me on to you guys like yeah, we both were super stoked about coming on because we always have to go and do like bullshit and just be like, oh, our album and stuff. But we <laughs> thought it would be cool to come and talk, to, more fun to talk to you guys.
0: So, who are some of your favorite musicians? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any stories about Tor? It must be crazy. <laughs> Don't do that. I do love tour. <laughs> I
1: I like tour stories. Yeah, this now this podcast did have to be rescheduled because of the headlining, you know, you you guys replaced Raging Against the Machine. Oh, yeah, that's right. At those little festivals over there. So, I'm glad that we were able to get this. That was
0: in that was in Japan, was it? We were in
3: Japan and then we got a call the day that we flew which was oh, Rage uh, uh pulling out of Leeds and Reading. Do you want to do that next week? Cuz I guess we were like headhunted a little bit because they knew that we had a show that was ready to go because we were just going ah, to do it in Japan. I see, I see. Mm, okay. Yeah, you
0: guys fit in well. And and over there in, in London, you guys are, or I guess in England, you guys are able to do big-ass venues, right? It, it's kind of the same in
2: America. Like, we're doing, like, MSG and stuff when, when we come out there. The thing with Reading Elites, it was a bit, like, you know, we were on our way out to Japan to like headline Summer It That's like a really cool thing to do. Like super excited, and, J- and Japan is like crazy, so dope. And we didn't realize how big we were out there. So like, when I got the phone call, I've got my like my sunglasses on. I'm like at the airport in like my airport fit, and they're like, "Hey, Rage have pulled out. Do you want to do it?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, that's so <laughs> cool! That, like you can just like get that offer." And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like I'm as good as... And I was like, oh, fuck.
3: And yeah, then you had a bit of a crisis for about a week.
2: Yeah, because if there's any other fucking band that I don't want... Like, we would go into that show. Like, you guys on the last episode uh, were yeah. talking about, like, live music. Like, I also... I struggle with live music. It hurts my back. But I'm willing to go and watch, like, a handful of bands. And Rage haven't played in, like, 10 years. And And me and George, you know, we'd probably say, like rock undoing my fingers like in parentheses like <laughs> probably like the great the coolest like rock band ever
1: it's pretty interesting it's interesting that you say that because i completely disagree with I'm you i'm not surprised <laughs> <laughs> i just find i just always if you grew up listening to like punk and hardcore rage against the machine was kind of accepted because zach de la Roca was in like hardcore bands like pretty legendary ones but they were always, to me, kind of like they were just like another like radio rock band. They just happened to be heavy.
2: No, but I I, I come from Mission of Burma, Right to Spring. Like I, I'm 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 mm-hmm. like I'm I'm there with you. Like you know I'm as as yeah culturally like of course like your minor threats and stuff like that. Like hardcore was my thing. But what Rage did is what very few bands have done where they created and ended a genre mm. at one time. So they created rap rock and ended it. Like no one can do rap rock legitimately unless you, uh, the, the, the second thing that actually kind of happened was Limp Bizkit, which wasn't
3: credible. So like, mm. I guess Corn got a bit close, but not really. Yeah, but there was, it
0: wasn't that yeah corn wasn't rapping he was just going b-ba, 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 b-ba. he was he, <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a version of scatting is yeah. what i would call that uh yeah but i guess you're right i cannot imagine a, a rap rock band happen at all anymore it i don't i just it, it burned too pure and it had to die. And it was cool that we got to see it.
1: You guys say that, but corn and evanescence, I believe are selling out stadiums as we speak, literally as we speak in America, in America for sure. So,
3: so you prefer evanescence, Chris? Um, okay, okay. Look, don't
1: come on my podcast and put words in my mouth. <laughs> I would say that no, I would say that I don't prefer evanescence, but I think it's easier to look at them as just this thing that exists because it doesn't have any ties to anything that I respect or like listen to it's just Pretty like timeless
3: i'll give them that yeah. <laughs> let's do let's let's do um
2: lame impossible content coolest rock band ever i'll go first velvet underground
1: what what's lame about velvet underground
2: no i said lame thing to do is list coolest rock band oh. But but oh, 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 cool. oh i'm sorry it, if we're doing it, I'm, I'll start and I'll say. Okay. Le Resili, I can't even say the name. Le Resilé de Nudé, that Japanese band, or Velvet Underground,
4: mm.
2: coolest rock bands ever. Go you go, Chris, go. I have
1: to say Oasis.
2: No. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Fuckin I only out. did that because you're British. Fuckin I would out.
1: actually say, I I would have to say the Rolling Stones. I would have to yeah, say the okay, Rolling Stones. Okay. Okay. I mean, like they're, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what else is in that category. Jason, don't say Apex twin, bro. They don't play <laughs> instruments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, there's a zillion, you know. Like you could have some, like you were you were mentioning some hardcore bands, like a like a Japanese band, like Melt Banana comes to mind as a cool thing. Yeah, but also just like the Doors are pretty. Yeah, you know, like Jim Morrison is.
2: Sorry, the thing with the the, to do like a Stone's anecdote because we opened up for them like years ago, like 2013.
4: Oh shit!
2: Like, because obviously, what we're talking about, like cool, like uh, like aesthetic and cultural influence and stuff like that. But what's also cool is like sentiment and like caring mm-hmm. because like really like we're I think we're getting into an era now where like you know like sincerity and stuff you know it, it, that's fucking cool when we supported the stones obviously we were like supporting the stones so it was everything about it was so fucking cool and we were in the dressing room and then we could hear like the rumblings of the stones playing so we were like you know we had our ears to the wall and we were like mm-hmm. listening to them it was like beast of burden so we're excited because we're like witness to the stones but then we realized like these guys have been in a band for 50 years and they're still rehearsing (laughs) before they go on stage like that's so cool like to to care like that much to do that like after 50 years of just like you could be dialing it in oh yeah so stones is probably a good argument because Jagger's still like guys still fucking so cool
0: george what's
3: your band if we weren't if we if we weren't talking about rage, I probably would have said rage. But I guess the Clash is okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with Clash.
1: I'll go with the Clash. I think
2: that Niva- Nirvana don't get a shout out, but like, yeah. I think the fact that Dave Grohl doesn't get Nirvana means that Nirvana don't get to be in the. In the kind of group.
1: And what what do you mean he doesn't get Nirvana?
0: Nir, if if Dave Grohl if Dave Grohl wasn't in Nirvana, they would be the coolest band in the world. This I don't want to talk shit about
2: Dave Grohl, because who doesn't love Dave Grohl? <laughs> he's like the nicest guy. He's so cool, but it's like another clanger here. We opened up for Queen, but when they have like Adam Lambert and shit like that, like we opened oh, up hell ben, yeah! <laughs> in, 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 right, right? So we did that show. And when I was there there's this section of the show where like Brian may did all this like space shit. He was like, we're going to fucking space. And he's like on all the visuals <laughs> like that. And me and George were like, Freddie would have never let this shit happen. Do you know what Hell I mean? No. And there's like, no. there's so much Foo Fighters shit that like Kurt would just like have not fucked with. Do you know what I mean? Of course. But like, cause my, my me and Phoebe always talk about the funniest lyric ever is my hero. <laughs>
0: Watch him as he goes?
2: Well, Yeah, because he sets it up. It's like this huge anthem. And he goes, there goes my hero. And you go, okay, what's he going to go? And he goes, watch him. And you go, oh, fuck, what's he going to do? And you go, "As he, as he goes... <laughs>
0: it's like what I think that <laughs> every single every single time I hear that song and I think the lyrics have to be so rudimentary otherwise
1: yeah that's why it's so big that's why it's so big
0: but that's what Oasis can do
2: Oasis, yeah. Oasis man on that second album to to write some of the best songs of all time with lyrics that literally mean nothing <laughs> they are completely
1: subjective i call that power i call that power like that's how that's how good you are is that because Yeah. Cause I think, yeah. Yeah. and no offense to the songwriters in the room but i don't like paying attention to lyrics is something that i probably stopped doing in high school to be honest with you like unless it's aggressively bad or aggressively good i think it's like i wonder how many people are paying attention
0: in today's well world. a lyric as bad as that foo fighters song i pay attention to it the,
2: the, the annoying thing is is that i kind of ag- agree with you a little bit but i like really try and care about my lyrics but like i do know what you mean like kind of the
3: form is just like something else to capture your attention before the lyrics
0: yeah, good point. Good point. Could be a nice little hi-hat pattern. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could be. The, that ride's coming <laughs> in a little bit.
1: I will say your I, I, I will say, Maddie, your, uh, soy milk line did stick out to both Jason and I. So you've, you've won the battle if, hey, if we thanks, have, if we have yeah. to give an award. So, I mean, I guess.
3: Soy boys.
1: I'm talking <laughs> out of my ass. Yeah. We talk about soy milk a lot because Jason's <laughs> chick loves us. Like it's like a nice treat from Starbucks. Yeah. And you know, Jason's a big whole milk guy. So it kind of causes some, divides in the household it's tense
0: in here right now
3: well so am i like i'm a milk purist i'm like it's gonna be milk i want milk you want a a whole milk i wasn't expecting that to be the end of the
0: point
2: (laughs) if i'm gonna have milk i want it whole i want it all whole i want my shit hole you know no
0: diet coke
2: no like for real I'm all I've got like a full fat coke right here like mm-hmm. no cut marble <laughs> Reds you know mm-hmm.
0: if you're gonna do
2: it do it I, exactly you know I'm here for a good time not a long time right so let's just
1: I appreciate let's that let's just do it I appreciate that you you remind me of Jason in that way but <laughs> I, have you ever ordered a glass of milk in a restaurant to go with your dessert
2: well we used to have this thing that if you found I knew you were about to say this
3: <laughs> I was about to remind you of the milk
2: thing <laughs> well we used to see this thing when we were on tour <laughs> when we were like 19 remember we've been in the band for 20 years so like when's this like 2007 if you found a barmaid like hot and you 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 were the first one to say she was hot you had to go over to the bar and ask for a milk like to her okay so your order had to just be can i have a mm-hmm. milk and she'll be like um okay <laughs> and then she gets you a milk and then you have to neck the you have to down it whilst making eye contact and then you can like start like trying mm. to make a move. Okay. So that was the, um, the the milk bit that we had for a
3: while. And if she says no, that she doesn't have milk, then you say, oh, I'll just have an egg.
2: Yeah, that was right. You just had to ask for eggs and then see how that <laughs> works. But it works better in the UK because you guys have weird <laughs> food stuff in America. Like I went to a strip club once and you could get chicken.
1: That's actually part of my Southern culture is that the hot wings at the strip club are usually better than the strippers. You know what I mean? That's kind of. Were you hoping for a bowl of beans? Yeah. What did you want? I mean, (laughs)
2: spots that are like strip clubs that you go for the food.
3: Yeah.
1: Are you familiar with Magic City in Atlanta? It's in the, it's the most famous, maybe the most famous strip club in the world.
3: Right. I haven't been, but I I know it. But it's
1: like, if you go there, I mean, I went there too early once because I obviously need to be home by midnight to go to sleep. (laughs) And you see, like, not only the patrons enjoying the hot wings, but the strippers themselves eating before they kind of go out to perform.
2: Which is hot in itself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some people, yeah, like, she was smoking a blunt and eating hot wings before her shift. Fucking A.
2: Yeah, man. (laughs) It's my kind of woman. I'm hard as a rock. When
1: you're in Atlanta, somebody will definitely take you. It's a it's a legendary, it's a legendary spot. But you guys I love that do You guys place. have strip clubs I love in, Atlanta. in the
2: UK? Yeah, but it's very like depressing. It's not like it's like imagine it. Just imagine right. Just imagine it. That's what it's like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I got it. People go there not for fun, but for they have they have to go there. Well, there's an element
2: of like there's a quite a celebration of the mundane in a lot of British culture, like even our mm. band, like the Smiths, do you know what I mean, like so like mm. there's and now I think that millennials have like embraced places like Blackpool and Margate, which are these like forgotten kind of seaside towns mm. in a pseudo kind of ironic hipster way, so like there's like bits of Soho that are like still a little bit seedy, and like the strip clubs there, and I suppose that's kind of like cool, but we don't
3: have the the strip club culture, like you guys have, it's like sitting on the slots, chain smoking <laughs> cigarettes mm. in Vegas. Mm-hmm, or so- mm-hmm. Like, it's not cool. It's not Vibe. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad vibe. That's too bad. Well, thank
1: God you get to come to America. We have so much great stuff here, guys.
2: <laughs> we fucking love America. Yeah. We-
1: well, no, I describe you guys all the time because I feel like anybody that I talked to in the nineteen seventy-five about, they either are a die-hard fan or they like yeah. sort of don't know about
2: you yeah exactly i
1: find that to be really insane considering how big it is like overall like globally but is that just is that something you guys encounter as well or is it just my 40 year old male friends
2: no no the the biggest band in the world that nobody's ever heard of yeah that's who we are well i think it's because we have this like we kind of have i suppose we're just like a big cult band Uh, but we're only cult in the way that like we fill these arenas, but we fill them with fans. Like we don't have radio hits. We don't have, Mm -hmm. we kind of came from that kind of like Tumblr era where like Mm -hmm. music and aesthetic and the internet was all like really intertwining. And I think that what's interesting about us is that like after Arctic monkeys, even though they're still badass and they're still going bands like kind of died, like white Mm -hmm. guys with guitars, changing culture kind of died you know (laughs) and um Mm -hmm. and we didn't and it's always begged the question like why do people still care about us or why are we still interested and i think it's just that like if you subtract us away from just the preconception of what a band is and put us next to you know lana or taylor or kendrick or frank or someone like that not that i'm not even wouldn't put myself in the same league as 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 kendrick and frank but i'm just saying like if you put us in with those kind of artists no one's no one's confused as to why someone is excited for their their next record Do you know what i mean because like mm-hmm. they come from a different cultural form really like this new emerging solo artist thing so i don't know it's weird being in a band in 2022 and being relevant
1: yeah i know it kills me every day as the guy who's hanging on with for, to dear life <laughs>
0: yeah i think in 2022 people are like why is this band bit? like why do i know about this band did they have a viral tiktok song yeah. where they speed it up and yeah you know, yeah like, what is the reason and, and when you have a band like your guy like you guys like the reason was we've been playing for a long time and we have really devoted fans, and we slowly built our base up over two decades. And mm. now here we are at the top, and we got to do it our own way. Yeah, without...
3: it's, it's like full of like
2: heads, right? I mean, but that's the thing; it's just scaled because like it was it, it it's been relative the whole time. Like when we were playing shows to a hundred people, fifty people would wait at the back door. Ten mm-hmm. of One of which had a fucking. 1975 throat tattooed you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> it was that level of intensity yeah, yeah, yeah. at the beginning and then that just scaled into like this big whole thing
1: It also i mean you guys just have i mean british culture rewards guys with guitars more than ours does too i mean in our in our you know in my t- lifetime like all all the bands would have to go there first to get big and then come back right. that was like the whole thing you know you would be, get the you'd get the enemy cover and then you'd come back and you could right. finally do something in america Um, we just, we just don't care in the same way. We just don't.
0: You had to get certified and verified.
2: Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, the, bands are bands are weird I, I can't think of that many examples of like great bands of the past like 15 years do you know what I mean there's like there's us there's like 10 men... well no there's good bands but, but
3: there's like <laughs> bi- I mean like big bands pretty much just us pretty much just us but <laughs> well, it's also like it's like going back to the Rolling Stones it's like going back to the Rolling Stones going to America and then and then selling American music back to Americans yeah. as, Br- as yeah, British exactly. as a British thing because exactly. it was like glamorous or I don't know it was it was exotic cuz they were British or something.
2: Yeah, I agree. We're very inspired by America. Yeah. I think that's kind of why we have done all right in America because we we are we're very very in touch with like that culture. Like you've got to think cuz you don't know what it's like being English how like big America is as a concept. Mm-hmm. Cuz I know like we're like the imperialists and we like do all the serious shit or whatever, but like Jurassic Park and Disney and Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin and and, and like Jordans and shit like <laughs> that like when you're a kid mm-hmm. that's the, that's the biggest stuff in the world like America was was like it, so when we go to New York or LA still it's like a character in a movie itself
0: it, I like that you said all those big things that America exported to the world those are all things that as a kid were amazing. But maybe uh, when you're an adult, not so much anymore, and then you have to move to London and do old people things, maybe.
1: I mean, I have a a tough time in the reverse because, you know, sometimes... With this queen stuff, you know, I'm looking for my gossip on the Daily Mail, and it's all—it's talking about all these people I've never heard of. You know what I mean? So right. I'm a little—I'm a little confused. All these royals, I don't know the names, I don't know the titles.
0: We've all been inconvenienced by her death, Chris.
1: Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. I'm suffering from success. <laughs> I'm suffering from success over here. I can't read my my little stuff. You know?
2: Do you like L.A.?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the most boring city in a, in the world, but it's like nice as hell every single day.
2: It's, it feels like it's mocking me when I'm there because it's like if if you're from like mac or where we're from wilmslow or mac or like, like around that kind of area of manchester if it's like gray and you feel like shit you're like yeah <laughs> but like when you're in la and you feel like shit it's like oh well i, I don't the weather's like i i actually feel fine and like everything's cool and it's kind of a bit <laughs> like get, getting like beaten up by like niceness there's that sean Ryder quote as well like um it's like sixty suburbs in search of a city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's no mi- there's no um, middle, so you never know where to live because it's like you're not <laughs> you're not really close to anything. It's like, what do you want to be close to? The Fucking Beverly Center. You know what I mean? Like, it's
1: like- <laughs> that's actually thank you, thank you for some West Hollywood representation. I can't see it from my house, but I could walk there if I, if I had to. I <laughs> fucking
2: absolutely West had to. I fuck with Hollywood. It's where it's where business happens. I don't wanna <laughs> the thing is also because me, me me and me and George have like lived in East London. So we get a lot of East <laughs> anyway. I don't I don't need like Silver Lake in my life. That's right, bro. Me neither.
1: <laughs> fuck Silver Lake. No, I mean I think LA is really interesting. I mean, Jason's from here more or less, so it's like he has a very different perspective than I do. But like if I wasn't able to go back to New York, you know, and kind of tap in and like see th- people and the stuff i need to see to feel good it would be much more difficult but like right. if you're if you're sober and you want to exercise every day there's nowhere in the no. world better than no. this and that's kind of what i have to prioritize you know
3: george you love la right i, I just feel like everything it, it's like the, the height of convenience everything and anything you could possibly want is
0: there do we
2: have an life. equivalent of era one in london Hell no
0: no man
3: we
2: don't no i know not in quality but like we have Whole food and by the way, I don't know if this is like a myth amongst like guys like us, but is it true that Erewhon is actually nowhere backwards? Because if it is, no, it
0: doesn't
3: spell. It doesn't spell. <laughs> well.
2: Okay, because I was going to
3: kill myself
2: <laughs> live on the podcast if that, if that was the truth. There was
0: there was sort of a, a wives' tale that it was sort of derived mm-hmm. from ba- nowhere backwards. I mean, it makes sense. I wouldn't put it past Erewhon.
3: You got you guys love the like supermarket mythology.
0: Yeah, it's better than the Sainsbury local for a tuna sandwich and a, and a green apple.
1: Yeah, how could you? How could Tesco boys come for us? That's crazy.
3: You can fucking have your Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to Waitrose though? Have you ever been to Waitrose?
1: George is like George is like I, I'm rich, bro. I don't go to Tesco. Yes, I know M&S. I've been to M&S. Of M&S course. and Waitrose, good.
3: Waitrose. Waitrose is arguably the best supermarket in the world.
2: I don't know. Wait, listen, bro, bro m and is mid like, Waitrose is Waitrose is paying to be fair Waitrose is good but the thing is in America you've got obviously you've got Whole Foods you've got Ralph's you've got Trader Joe's King you've got like Wilson's and all that shit and the thing is if you go outside <laughs> if you go outside of Manchester or London in the UK you might
1: die no i remember a lot i remember one of the first times i was in london and i discovered the soho is it is this is the whole foods in soho i can't remember where it is but i just there's remember a bunch being of them like, now there's a bunch oh there of them. are okay okay i remember just being like damn this felt like a warm hug and it was it was even a <laughs> shitty version of course but i like i'll take it
3: there's one in there's one in camden which is on which is in like camden is just not where you want to be but somehow there's a whole foods there <laughs> and if you were at that one what you just said makes perfect sense because that's a fucking yeah yeah bleak yeah place to be and the solace of a whole
0: foods <laughs> is pretty, it's
1: pretty yeah great. i love that you guys love la and jason and i love london because jason just went for the first time actually and had a blast
0: oh yeah oh yeah i loved it yeah it was it was amazing I, I might even try to stay there for a couple of months next year or something. Did you hit the good weather I had had amazing weather for the week we were there It was warm, no rain.
3: Whereabouts were you?
1: You were. I, th- I mean, he was able. I secured him a table at Sexy Fish, so oh, kind of okay. made his week. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to b- boast. You know what I'm saying? I was,
0: I was in shortage, but we kind of went all over every single day. That's pretty close yeah. to me.
2: Yeah, it's pretty close to George. I love London. It's like New York, but I, ha- I have space. You know, and like, like you said, we have we have nice in London's kind of like it's kind
0: of perfect for us. But I like working in LA because stuff gets done. Like have shooting music video. Yeah, well, we don't we don't stand around drinking pints on the street all day. Yeah, exactly. We're we're having CBD gummies and and microdosing mushrooms and getting those exactly. presentations yeah. done. Yeah, everybody's
1: high, driving their G wagon to their MacBook to make a deck. <laughs> it's sick over here, bro. We're killing in LA. So
3: you guys, you guys, uh, you had a bad time in Italy this summer. I I take it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. Sure. I've got the intel. I've seen some of your vacations on Instagram as well. I'm
1: going to guess they're a little bit nicer than ours. So why don't you just watch yourself?
3: No reason (laughs) for that. But you guys were moaning about Italian food. Like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Well, George, living in Los Angeles, my palate is so advanced that... The kind of regional foods of sicily and, and parts of florence just don't cut it for me mm-hmm. there's
2: that great bit well there's that bit in the sopranos where they like they you know it's all about food the whole thing and mm-hmm. then they go to italy and he comes back he's like what's the food like he's like "It's all right <laughs> exactly i mean like you know like Ameri- america ha- america has the best well, australia as much as, I, as you know i don't want I don't like spending too much time in australia because it's so disconnected but the food in america and the food in Australia is the best. I've I've got to say,
3: like, mm. like you know, you you guys have got the best variation of stuff. I had brilliant Italian food that was also cheap. And last time I had Italian American food, I <laughs> woke up at four AM and threw up in the middle of the night because it was mm-hmm. so rich. So that was Labuka, right? No, it was it was Carbone in New York. <laughs> All right, your first problem first problem is you're at Carbone. <laughs> you not
0: like. It is no carbone is delicious, but it that. is rich. It'll, it'll, it sits in you. It's crazy.
3: It's like eating a fucking anvil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's amazing f- Italian food in, in Italy, but it w- for me, it was, it was harder to find consistently than, than in America. And I know that sounds asinine.
3: No, no, no. You, you are actually right. I just wanted to, uh, to tease you guys because I, listen listen to the podcast
1: (laughs) no two years away i saw that you i know george i know you went on a holiday did did, maddie did you get to take a holiday this year or were you just no (laughs) no are you a holiday guy no i'm not
2: no i'm not i'm not dude i'm really not i'm not like a because i do the same thing when i'm there and then Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like well i can't have all the stuff that i want and to be honest with you i like I, you know, I think I use work maybe as an excuse a little bit to like always be like in, in one place. Mm-hmm. But, um, my whole thing was like, we, we we were on tour for 10 years. So my whole like, uh, thing that I would say is like a holiday for me is where I don't have a suitcase, you know, mm-hmm. it would be like somewhere that's like, so, but so it kind of is that like, cause I just, after 10 years of like living out of a suitcase, it's a bit like, but I do like a nice hotel, like the Mandarin Oriental in Prague, man. <laughs> I fucking love that hotel so much. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that place. Shout out to the Mandarin
1: Oriental. <laughs> you guys rock. I like a nice hotel as well um and I think that is a vacation in itself and I think that makes you know we did our little tour we probably you know made a little less money because we weren't going to stay in the holiday Inn, but it also wasn't the Mandarin Oriental. We're landing somewhere in between. So I'm glad mm-hmm. to kind of get this aspirational. Well,
0: they've been touring longer than we have, Chris, so we got to start somewhere.
3: We'll
1: get there. We'll get
0: there. Are you, are you doing any shows in the UK? Uh we probably will next year. We actually like London is probably our second biggest market for for whatever reason. So, we'll we'll do some live shows out there next next year. If you guys want to open for us, <laughs> let us know.
4: That's cool. <laughs> that's
2: cool. That's cool. Cool. Um. That's cool people in London. That makes sense. You guys kind of like the uh, the Joe Rogan for dudes who have like archive Marcella and Buffalo '66 on that's DVD. Uh, <laughs>
1: honestly. You're being very nice. You're, you're being very nice. You're being very nice.
2: I was looking at my own coffee, which made me realize I was a douche. but Yeah, no, it's, it makes sense that, that people in London fuck with you guys. I, 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 we love, we love Pod.
0: Yeah, people, people like to use us as like, what's going on in America? What's going on in LA? And mm-hmm. we found that the more hyper specific and regional we are about mentioning things that you know, like you just mentioned Ralph's, and I like, I love that you know what Ralph's supermarket. is is. Do you
2: want me to like? Do you want me to do like a kind of pretentious like uh, link to like lyrics in regards to the point what you made? This is kind of like, <laughs> please no. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: I would like that. <laughs> I would. I, <laughs> I totally. Maybe at
0: the end of the show because
2: what, what you what you're talking about is that like I find like I don't know like you guys like you're like cool guys kind of like re- relatability like I think like it's being like relatable and like you just said like i think probably the times when i've written lyrics that i've thought this is way too specific or like way too personal to me those are the ones that like you know are the tattoos or are the ones that like Mm -hmm. really resonate with everybody so it's probably similar experience with you guys like when you think about you when you think that you're like being too deep in it that that's what really resonates you know because um it's just interesting to because I know what it's fucking like being that.
0: If you know what that reference is, then you have an instant bond with that person. Where you're like, oh, we understand this very niche thing. And if you don't know what it is, then you do the the work to research it and find out what that means, find out what that is, and then you have a sense of ownership over it because you worked hard to find out.
2: And it's it's all about feeling personally addressed, isn't it? Like if we're talking about like art, which I think any of this shit that we're all doing kind of is mm-hmm.
0: like we're both artists yeah
2: 100 percent. we're all artists it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool it's
1: mm-hmm. sure. chill we're all just just some artists talking to each other you know what i mean <laughs>
2: yeah yeah just hanging out
1: lyrics that feel super current i think it's cool like i think that's fun and like a smart thing to do and i think there's a lot of people that try consciously to be like i want this to be timeless you know and i think that's a much harder mental approach to something than just being it's like a f-
2: that's a thin that's a tightrope though because my example is always like do you remember when uh katie perry said like epic fail in um <laughs> in that song mm-hmm. like it like stands out it's like if somebody said like yeah, you do want people to be like current, but you don't want someone to say, like, iPhone.
0: <laughs> or and you don't want to be like, I called you on my iPhone 7S, and you're like, oh, that didn't age well. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and, and, but then again, if Drake if Drake did that, it would be, be kind of I good. mean, Drake,
1: <laughs> <hello>. <laughs> Drake can good. do it. I mean, I say this all the time. I think Drake and Phoebe are probably the, the best at using the internet, and that makes them even more yeah. relevant than they would be based solely on the music you know they're so yeah. good at it they're so good at it
0: 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah i totally agree well do, do you try to um uh, do you guys try to have your lyrics be timeless is that something that you consider i mean I, I something i think about a lot when i'm reading a book where you're like oh that line was terribly outdated and that did not age well at all i think it's a little more lenient with lyrics perhaps than a, than a book but is that something you guys try to consider like oh what will people think when they hear this 20 years from now
2: well not really because i I don't like remember we started when we were like 13 so to go back to before (laughs) i i I was in a we were in a band would i'd be 12 so i wasn't a person so it's like (laughs) i have i haven't journaled but i've essentially like journaled really like and my my lyrics have never been and they've always been like pretty personal i've never really thought about the the reception of them or what you know I've just kind of done them mm. so um so yeah I I don't really know I don't really know about the timelessness I've always been aware of like um well we have this one song love it if we made it that was like very topical and I think that like I'm not very inspired by like r- writers like literature like I'm inspired by Mike Skinner from the Streets and oh, yeah. kind of like comics like not calling myself a comic but like like i like shit that has like no fat on it like like a good joke like you know like i'm more inspired by like norm macdonald than i am fucking told story <laughs> yetskov or you know
0: amen brother amen i like i like stuff with the, with no fat on it max skinner is the one man that jason
1: and i like have bonded over that for years and there's like i i just don't that era was so cool. And he's in my book, the only white rapper I've ever accepted.
0: Right. 100%.
3: 100%. 100%. How long did it take that album to get to America and for people to understand it?
0: Be- because of Vice Magazine, it was almost instantaneous. Instant. And, and people like got it. New York. New York and LA guy. I
1: I remember actually I was in the vice office in Williamsburg and he came in to the office to visit. And he was just dripped out in all the crazy like surface to air rings and the necklaces. And he had like the Reeboks on because he was like the face of Reebok at the time. And (laughs) the guy's like five foot five. You know (laughs) what I mean? But he's just really, it was like, you just, he has the thing, you know, yes. he has this je ne sais quoi, he has the swag.
0: And and I th- I think we understood, like, like what we were talking about before with understanding lyrics and, and, and specific niche references, so much of what he was saying, like we sort of knew what he was talking about, like when we were, uh, you know, a teenager or whatever, however, when that album came out and you'd be like, she's fit, but my God, don't she just know it? Yeah. As, as an American in Orange County, you're like... I know those words. I think I know what that means, but I don't. And yeah, you know, it was it was fun to try to figure out that slang, and 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 that's why everyone who who had a brain just there loved was just
1: it. there was just nothing there was just nothing like that. And it also there's it's an untouchable record. It's so jarring, like sonically, like if you there's just nothing I'd ever. You have to pay attention to it, whether you like it or not. You know, and
2: it still sounds like if that same with like the first. Boy in the Corner, Dizzy Rascal. If Hmm. either of those records came out now, they'd still sound fresher Mm -hmm. than anything else.
3: Dude, like I would love, I would love. And burial. I'm burial. <laughs> True. Chris, you love
2: burial. <laughs> I
1: don't love. I don't. I Chris like. Like I said, Chris likes the Lemonheads and like Wilco. You guys can have burial. <laughs> I'm. I'm fine with it. Like I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it makes Jason happy. George, it sounds like
0: it makes you happy. But I'm all set. Okay.
2: Oh man, come
0: on. Let- for a guy who doesn't, you know, for a guy who does not have three kids and a Volvo, your <laughs> your music taste is is off. <laughs>
2: Man, f- fuck y'all,
0: fuck y'all. No,
2: well, me and me and George like Fortet and kind of burial are kind of the. That's all I
3: fucking listen to. That's, that's all you listen to. Jason, are you on, are you on um are you on are you on Fortet's like fifteen thousand year playlist that
0: you did? <laughs> yeah, the one on Spotify with yeah. all those weird em- emojis and stuff like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's I- I've great. heard some some Fortet burial style drum programming on a couple of your songs as well and and it seems like you paid homage very well to it oh thanks yeah I hope so as I feel like it's always been pretty subtle but. it was subtle but I, I saw it but like the British music Chris loves the jangly guitar 90s kind of happy blah 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 you like the heroin stuff i i love the i love the gloomy side of london you know just yes all that you know burial joy division all that shit it's it's dreary it's in and i don't want to be changed i want to enjoy this and i want to i want to kind of float in this gray
2: yeah it's like a like it is that celebration of the mundane you know like it's like a real Mm -hmm. kind of like it's like those like the like disorder by joy division in particular is like, so like it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always, it's always kind of like beautiful, like, but like talking about my bloody Valentine, similar kind of thing. It's like drowning
3: pop songs, you know, like they're dying. Like, I think that's why Glasgow has mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. amazing music Fuck yeah. too, because it's just, fucking miserable no
1: i think some of that stuff i mean i think some of that stuff really sounds like where it's from the way the beach boys sound like they're from california you know what i mean it's just like it really it really sounds like where it's from and when you're when you can't
3: really relate but that's like almost better
1: i think in some ways i I think we actually
3: struggled with that a bit initially because we were like oh we don't sound like a british band does this mean i don't know i i remember being like Eighteen, Matty, and being like, "Oh, what do we sound like? Because we don't sound like we're from a rainy suburb in Manchester." It's disconcerting. I, I was like, "Well, I'll just do like a Dick
2: Van Dyke impression over our kind of like <laughs> kind of talking headsy attempt first album or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. make sure that people know that we're British." Yeah, I'll just
3: rip. I'll just. I'll just <laughs> rip all the baselines lines off Tango in the Night. But that happens with happens. That's, that happens
4: with all.
2: <laughs> all all like amazing art like m- most art is like really quite obviously it's quite obvious where it comes from like if you look at like what Hockney was painting before he went to LA and then after he went to LA or if you look at like mm. Robert Irwin he's from
3: Macclesfield right yeah I think he's
2: from or Berry or somewhere like that but he, he uh, but if you look at like Robert Irwin's like art like there's it's like the light in Los Angeles has so much like um Momentum to it. Mm. See, so like you talk about like the Beach Boys. It's like it's like there's like this up and go kind of like. Mm. And then if you look at like Tadoando in Japan, like it's very obviously Japanese. Or you guys were talking about like someone like Dita Rams or like you know like very Germanic things. Like most art that is like really incredible normally is is representative of like the kind of formal traditions of where it's where it's where it's from or the things that it needs to be because of where
0: it's from true do you think the internet ruined that i can't talk shit on the internet because i love it (laughs) too much
2: i don't know if the internet i think that the internet
0: it's not necessarily a bad thing i just think that the internet
2: dissolved subculture and made subculture an individual thing so like people like the strokes are like the last band to like change how people dressed. like so people don't dress like groups of people anymore people like dress like individuals and people don't associate which is why i don't think there's going to be another huge band because there's no incentivization of like let's bind together as a unit and become bigger than ourselves because what we're incentivized to do is have an individualized um what would you call it i don't know i get you, you personal brand yeah
1: basically a personal brand
2: yeah I mean. and it's very difficult to do that and i think that that's why i hate it when people say like oh i don't care because that's like something that somebody who cares says but like Mm -hmm. with the internet we've always been able to have like with the internet with us it's this is what we did we do and with the internet with like young people like young individuals it's this is who i am Mm
4: -hmm. and
2: that's a very big different psychological kind of game to be in like if you give like a young person that platform the endemic of a- anxiety is kind of predictable do you know what i mean because even when we were texting it was still like one-on-one do you remember when everyone was like oh texting is gonna <laughs> fuck shit up or whatever we had like a moral outrage about texting and <laughs> it was still one person when things got bad was where you let a 14 year old girl put something out into the world about themselves and then wait for a response mm. like or not, not just a girl, but I'm just saying that like, if you actually look at the statistics of like mental health and social media and like how profoundly it has like affected like young know, people, yeah, it, it's fucking crazy, isn't it? But then also to make to make a less serious point, everyone wants to like not be on social media because it's cooler. But like not being on social media is kind of a form of being on social media.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's mm-hmm. like when people announce that they're taking a break. <laughs> Like you don't yeah, need to
3: announce you're taking performative. A, yeah, it's spot. like
1: you don't But I mean you guys are both you guys are both on Instagram pretty pretty Regularly.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty bad at it. Matt is very on Instagram. (laughs) I'm, uh, I I dabble. I I have like periods where I'm on it and then I'll have a long period where I'm not on it. And, but I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm checking it.
1: I'm around. My issue with it is that it doesn't make me feel anything negative. Like I don't feel jealousy. I look at it purely as entertainment or even like for, like Twitter, my true passion is basically like, information gathering and like jokes like i don't Mm. think about these things Mm. that much more than that maybe it's my age or maybe it's just i'm a psychopath but it doesn't have it doesn't have any both of those things it doesn't have any negative i mean i should be on it less i guess you know because that's what people say (laughs) but like i just don't know if it affects everyone as negatively as negatively as we think it does depending on their mindset
0: depending on how much of your 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 dead inside as well (laughs)
2: How black how black pilled you are.
0: For sure. Yeah. yeah. How callous are you?
2: I just feel like because we've been able to do it since we were 13, like I'm just constantly in the pursuit of like the feeling that like sick music gives me and the feeling that like funny gives me. Mm -hmm. So like that's like all I really care about. And the internet Mm -hmm. and being in the nineteen seventy-five is like the perfect combination. So like (laughs) once I once like we decided culture culturally, we kind of made an agreement that like counseling isn't actually a thing like there's being a criminal and everyone knowing about it and everyone being on twitter so everyone talking about it Mm. which is one thing but like you know it doesn't really exist and i think i'm at a point now where like being funny or like subject matter like it's either all okay or nothing's okay Mm. and we can't we can't be like with nothing's okay you know and i think that like i don't know i don't want to you can't like say oh my work is funny but like i but at least like that
0: there's humor in your lyrics for sure
2: well that's that's where the truth is is in humor right so like that's kind of what i'm in pursuit of so all i do is just like say kind of inappropriate stuff on the internet and then write songs but that's that's my relationship with the internet
0: yeah i mean that's something uh like we we talk about this with our podcast like neither of us are comedians and would never call ourselves comedians but what we're doing is expressing that side of ourselves with a podcast and you would never call yourself a comedian but you're able to be funny in your lyrics so it, it's great that you're able to have a, an outlet for this comedy that's not just i'm i'm doing stand-up or i'm doing a, a very special hour with eddie Izzard or whatever you know you guys are friends with john there right very close friends very close friends
1: we we saw we actually saw Mayer recently uh, and we're able to have a chit chat but yeah i i mean I consider him a friend. I think he would
0: say the same. Very funny guy.
2: I, I, but yeah, I met him. He's very, very. He was very, very nice. He put me on in a in, a, in an awkward situation because when I met him, he was like, "I was like, he was like, you're the 1975." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You guys are fucking hilarious," and I was like, "Didn't have anything <laughs> funny to say." Like, like I didn't want my brevet. So, um. <laughs> But yeah, no, he, he's, he, uh, but I was saying that because like, does he do, sta- does he do stand up? Have you seen it? Is it good?
1: He has, bef- he, he, the whole thing about mayor is that yes, he has done it, but his, the reason people know that he's funny is he had this weird pilot on VH one in like the aughts, like the mid aughts where it was like him doing funny stuff and it was really good. And it's kind of like, right. It never came out or like it never continued, but it started from there and then, but we've heard, I've heard multiple anecdotal stories about him doing things that are, that are stand up or like funny in like different situations. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the real thing with him is he's just very, very smart. Um, and I think he can, he can probably do kind of whatever he wants to do at a pretty high level at this point.
0: His, his brain is working over time. Yeah. I think about mm-hmm. getting them, um, think about getting big at like that
2: time because like the amount of records that they would set, like room for squares. Is that the record? Like, yeah,
1: it's crazy. Yeah,
2: I mean, imagine, like, think about, like, what that was like. You see, he is like a watch guy, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's why he has so much money that he's a watch guy. Yeah, like, he that's has the so la much that's the final money. frontier of money. But I think it's also like when you walk around <laughs> with someone that famous, it's like pretty wild. Like the feeling in the room of someone like that, even if it's at. A sunset tower where there's all these celebrities around or whatever. Like, we walk through the lobby with him, and it's just like every single person knows who he is. Wow, that's funny. every I single reckon, one.
2: I, I'd bet that he could walk through central Manchester and not one fucking person would know. Yeah, him. <laughs> no, for sure, the, absolutely. But like, it's mad. It's so, same with like Dave Matthews. The, honestly, there's <laughs> probably about nine people in the UK that have heard of the Dave Matthews Band, whereas in America, I know, I know how massive they are. It's it's so funny, and and the weirdest one is Bush, because yeah. Bush were big in America, right? Huge. And they were, like, English. Or, are they English?
0: No, no, he's
2: English, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they were not big in the UK. Well, he used to date someone. Yeah,
1: yeah. he was married to Gwen Stefani. He Stephanie. was
3: married to Gwen, Gwen Stefani. Great Stephane. tennis player.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: right. yeah.
3: So hot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, what he does now, I think, with his time. Oh,
3: yeah, you guys are big tennis guys, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I need to confront you guys about something, or just ask, because... You've listened to this podcast. You probably know that I'm a uh, Jack Antonoff skeptic, right? But the what I've heard from your album is very good. And it's is it possible that the 1975 is bringing Antonoff back? What was your experience with? <laughs> what with did him? you
0: do? What did you do to kind of to get, coerce to to coerce that gold out of Jack?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm asking because I you know I think you know sometimes it's like the who saved who with like the dog and the owner. I think this might mm. be one of kind of those situations.
2: God, well, well I mean, to be <laughs> honest with you, like, I've not really been in involved. I haven't kind of kept up on, like, kind of culture war-y, Twitter-y, that y that kind of thing. And I like mm-hmm. those Lana records because I'm, like, a big Lana fan. Sure. So I've, I've always... I've always... Um, we've played shows with Bleachers, like, over the years. So, like, Jack Antonoff, for me, was was always just like a guy that i knew as a as a good producer i wasn't really in on the huge debate around him as a cultural figure or um honestly like first thing you should do is get him on the pod because like jack is the man like he's He's he's
3: he's fucking funny he's
2: fucking funny man like he's funny and he's smart and i think that one of the things that i keep saying which is that like you know people think that he's like really busy and he's out there but he's just like i think as a producer he's really good now i can't answer any questions about like why anything happened i mean we'd written a record and we'd thought okay well we have these songs and we'd have just made friends with jack so me and george were like well a new energy in the room with a guy who's a fucking great producer who's full of cultural references mm-hmm. who's excited and is our friend it was kind of perfect. And I was, uh, no, I'm just saying like, and also like who gives a fuck about like, like, like not like what you guys think. I'm just saying like, (laughs) like my whole thing is I'm just saying like, talk to some fucking music journalist about music for half an hour and then go and talk to Jack about music for half an hour and see which conversation leaves you feeling more inspired. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because like Mm -hmm. the guy knows his fucking shit. And I think that we know our shit and it was, it wasn't an artist and a producer, it was three producers really. And he could just do a tradition.
3: It was just three people not even thinking about what their roles were and just like perfectly mm. making something. And also like we met Jack. We thought he was fucking great and really funny and inspiring. And I when we'd met him, we me and Matty were creatively in in, in a slightly difficult place. It was two years into lockdown Mm -hmm. and we'd been trying to make a record and figure out exactly what it was on our own for a year and a half well with the help of various friends and other people trying trying loads of different things and he it's kind of as simple as like we met him we really liked him and he made us both feel confident
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: And and we were, we were like we I was uh, I mean we were both not in a good place with our confidence because we we felt like we'd exhausted everything we'd kind of always wanted to do on a record for for quite a long time. Um, yeah, it was as simple as like he. Met, he. It was exciting.
0: Chris, maybe you're not ready for Jack to make you feel confident yet, and that's something that you have to work on yourself.
1: I think that's possible. I mean, I think that I'm going to accept this challenge because I, you know, I think we could get getting to Jack is not out of the out of the realm of possibility for us. So maybe it's time to squash the beef and just have him on the show and really get it get into it.
0: No, knowing knowing Chris and knowing Jack, what do you think? It, I, I always think that people might you know be uh have negative feelings about somebody because of they have something very similar about them mm. what do you think it is that chris I is experiencing that they're so similar
2: i've got no i've got no idea but i know that you guys would would get on mm-hmm. because you're because you're you have opinions and the what an, an interesting person is defined by not being able to like predict what their opinion is on one subject Mm. by what their opinion is on another and that's what like great people are like and that's what jack's like and if you want and you know and jack's like and also to be like me or to be even like taylor but especially to be jack and like still be doing it like you need to be self-aware like jack knows like jack knows like what people you know like jack knows what he's fucking sure, of doing course. right of like course. he knows what's up like, no
1: i mean clearly i mean jack is one of the most legendary <laughs> stick men of all time and that's something that can never <laughs> take away from him that's and, something that could never and i don't take know away from
2: if <laughs> you guys were in emo but jack was in steel train so like i won't have shit oh yes i'm, I'm familiar about that you
1: know okay no no i'm i'm very familiar with steel train because i come from that background as well so i was i was around for that for Mm, sure
0: that's what it is we're getting to the root of this chris
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's that that
0: that that.
1: (laughs) we've
3: had the breakthrough
1: i knew it was going to be emo related it's all it's always emo related for me
0: i think this is a good place for us to stop this week chris thank you so much for coming
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll cash up you 250 for the hour jason i appreciate appreciate your time thank you that's fucking cheap
2: for la <laughs> <laughs> when do you when do you guys come here like the end of november is it like the 25th or something like that we're playing in
3: yes yeah, around thanksgiving surrounding oh, playing in the forum
1: i've never been to the forum actually i just went to the football stadium to see the weekend and it blew my fucking mind how many people were yeah, there that tour like it was is staggering insane. it was a staggering
2: yeah hold on you, you went you went you went to a football you went to a football stadium and the thing that blew your mind was how many people were there. That's right. Uh
0: only
1: because only because he was performing completely alone. There's no band on sit there's no one there's like some dancers that's like stand around, but it's literally him alone and it's Is
0: that right? A stage the size of a football pitch and just one guy. Okay, that's
3: crazy.
1: Yeah, just singing. He doesn't dance. You know, he doesn't do shit. It he does just sings. Look,
3: it looks incredible from the things that I've seen. I also saw
1: a video of him losing his voice and it was fucking brutal. That was the next that was the next night. Like I saw him, he did yeah, two he nights. Like, What'd you do,
0: Chris? I mean, I didn't do it. I, I had nothing. No, the the form show will be great, guys. The last time I was there I, was, I saw Drake, so you know. Heavy hitter after heavy hitter.
2: Drake's the best. <laughs> Drake's the Deuce best. Views yeah. is the best. Views is the best. Our new record is like kind of like 45 minutes and it's 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 kind of conceptually it's very much like a new thing mm-hmm. and we we're kind of like reimagining a lot of the old stuff in the in the style of the new stuff mm. we're trying to turn turn a back our back on a lot of the stuff we've done live before kind of because we're seeing a lot of other people do it not saying like oh we're super influential but like mm-hmm. this whole like using video as a light source silhouette thing is like getting too much like so we don't want to do that anymore so and and i think that we're going to be doing a bunch of festivals so we want to like serve two purposes like we want to have like a festival show that's like full like you know out like rock and roll greatest hits like smash it out Mm. but and then maybe at the headline show kind of be able to you know expect not expect but you know like you know a kind of that, that may have a bit more attention from the crowd so we can do things that are a bit more sure diff- more for the the deep heads yeah, and shit that like makes that sense. You know? yeah, that
1: makes sense um all right guys well we'll see you at the fucking forum then i guess uh yeah sick well, that'll
2: thanks. be so
0: fun yeah maybe you guys should do a we'll dj come, set up. after or something like that i know you do you guys ever dj
3: george does george does I, we had an after party after Reading show and it was kind of like my maiden voyage, but I, I got Dex during lockdown. Okay. So I was, I, I've made sort of like, I don't know, I've kind of made house music since I was about 15 in variously mm-hmm. okay. tragic forms starting <laughs> to get all right. Um <laughs> And yeah, my DJing skills are so terrible that I actually panicked during the day and I was like, there's going to be too many people that I want to hang out with. I'm not going to be able to DJ. So I just made it two, I made a two hour mix. And then we were just behind the decks, just doing all the fucking real time effects and tap tempoing the shit and mm-hmm. looking looking like we knew what we were doing. But it was really fun. that's what most people Smart i think booth. that's what most people do now so you're
1: fine yeah, I'm you're just finding it october 14th noon 1975 wherever you buy albums hit the local virgin music you already know. thank
0: you guys for doing this we appreciate it it was great yeah
1: this is great guys
0: oh no dude we we wanted to come on we wanted to come
2: on thanks for having us man it's just dope.
1: and we'll figure out yeah we'll come see you guys and we'll hang at the forum
2: yeah
3: let's go era one
1: <laughs> my treat my Op- treat
3: smoothie We'll you take can the take Tesla us, to right. Air One. Fine Italian Americans <laughs> please. We'll hit Medeo, no
1: problem. We'll hit Medeo. Uh, <laughs> see you guys later. Thank you.
3: See, I reckon you're All about right. an eight bit, or a nine, a bit, maybe even nine and a half in four beers time. That blue top,
2: sharp top you've got on is nice. Bit too much fake tan, no, but yeah, you score high. But there's just one little thing that's really, 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 really annoying me about you. You see, yeah, yeah, like I said, you are really fit, but my gosh. Don't you
3: just know it? I'm not trying to
4: pull you Even though I would like to I think you are really fit